Okay, good morning. Today, Bezrat Hashem will be learning Daf Yud Ches in Maseches Pesachim. But we begin six lines up from the bottom of Yud Zayin Amad Beis, where it says, Ibai uh, Interestingly enough, as the great Daf Yomi master, Rabari Libwitz says, we have here five rabbis with four opinions. Four opinions, usually it's the other way around. It's four rabbis with five opinions. But it's, it's four opinions regarding the source, or really based on the sources of Tumah with regards to liquids, what do we hold is the status of the Tumah of liquids? Is it just, uh, t- be, does it just become Tameh Midoraisa, but it's not Metameh? Is it that it can become Tameh and be Metameh? Maybe it's neither, or maybe it's Metameh, which was the last idea we said over here, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Shimon, that's how you get to five rabbis, where they say that Bekelim, it's possible that they held the, um, over here with regards to Rabbi Yehuda, and they're trying to figure out Rabbi Yehuda's uh, position, because he had a position that he then retracted. He concluded at the end that the liquids it can only be Matame other Kalim Midirabanan, and the question is, right, initially he said that Mikalim, that the Kalim, the liquids could be Metame the Midoraisa. He retracted that yesterday and said that you can only be Metame Kalim Midorabanan. And the question is, did he retract in, with respect to Kalim, but not with respect to Ochlin? Or when he retracted with respect to the ability of liquids to be Metame, was he retracting both by Kalim and also by Ochlin. That is where we pick up now. So with regards to Behuda Shita, depending on whether he retracts only with Kalim or Kalim and Ochlin, that will determine actually whether he holds like Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shimon, or Rabbi Meir. Now, if you are, recognize any of these names, Rashi is going to be pointing out in today's daf, these are essentially the, the disciples of Rabbi Akiva. And Rabbi Akiva is going to come up in this daf as well. But Rabbi Akiva had five disciples, right? All was gone, right? All of his Talmidim were vanquished, uh, were destroyed. And he, after all of a lifetime of work, it all seemed gone. And he started all over a tremendous lesson with these five disciples. And they are the Stam Mishnah. In other words, usually we say Stam Mishnah like Rabbi Meir, when we don't know, because he was like the Talmud Muvak. But sometimes the Stam Mishnah isn't like Rabbi Meir. But it's always like one of these five Talmidim. And these are the Talmidim that are represented here. They were discussing this issue of whether the liquids are Tame Mida Raisa. And do they have the ability to Tame Mida Raisa? They're going to attempt to uh, prove it over here in Daf Yurches from the Psukim. So let's start six lines up as follows. Ibailahu. Mikaelim Huda base. Now, this is again referring to Rabbi Huda. His retraction with regards to the capacity of the liquids to, to impart Tuma. Was he retracting on Kalim? But maybe he holds like Rabbi Yossi with regards to the ability of the liquids to be Matame Ochlin Midaraisa. Or maybe he completely retracted his view regarding the liquid's ability to contaminate foods and he holds like Rabbi Meir in that regard. So, Look at our old friend. There he is, son of a gun. Amar of Nachman bar Yitzchak. He's all over this Masechta. Amar of Nachman bar Yitzchak. Tashma. Let's, let's learn a, let, let's see if we can resolve that and figure it out from the following Mishnah. The Mishnah is in Para. 
And it has to do with the para aduma. Para shashasa mechatas. A cow the, that drank the mechatas. The mechatas are, in fact, right, they're made from the, their metame tahorim, but they're, and they are metaher temeim, right? They have that internal contradiction. You're supposed to be guarding these mechatas very, very well. This is a tragedy that the cow got to it. Be that as it may, they are tamei. Says the Mishnah and Para, Besara Tame, the flesh of the animal becomes Tame, right? You're like, you open it up, you consider the, the kishkas of this animal Tame. That's unbelievable. That's the Tanakama. And Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Butlo Bimei Eha, that no, that this tumma of the liquids that the cow is drinking, the Mechatas, become nullified in the intestines of the cow. Um, now, if you th- now, Rabbi Huda had an opinion in power, right? Rabbi Huda said that those that those waters, the mechatas, the original Red Bulls, as it were, do not uh, do not are not metame the the meaim, uh, right? They're not metame the basar. So it says, Amai badlu lagamre, right? So he says like this. The question the Gemara asks, Rabbi Yehuda's position that the mechatas don't uh, contaminate. We'll call we'll call imparting to him a contamination. The fact that the mechatas don't contaminate the intestines of the animal makes it sound like the that the water. That makes it sound like the mechatas become nullified in the cow's intestines, right? And therefore, what? How does that show whether they hold like Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon Sviolei? Because if he held that the Ba'ochlin, right? The assumption here now is that if Rabbi Yehuda held that, that uh, water has a Midorisa ability to impart tuma to Ochlin, then it would, he would not think that these waters lose that potency in the intestines of the animal. After all, if it was so intense, the ability to contaminate Ochlin, then it wouldn't, in fact, that lose that intensity in the intestines of the animal. As follows. Nihid the tuma chamura lomatamo. Alright? Even though it can't contaminate with a, with a very intense tuma, tuma kala mihanitamo. But at least, at least you should still have, right, a slighter degree of tuma. Right in the capacity of 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 being ingested by the animal. Rashi explains here as follows: Mechatas. Okay, there's really two ways of looking at it. You have to kind of explain it outside a little bit. Two ways of looking at it when a cow drinks mechatas. You could say, well, in a vacuum, the mechatas are tame. They're touching the intestines, which is like the basar of the animal. And of course it's metame. Or you could say, no, the cow is ingesting these mechatas. Once he drinks it, it's no longer mechatas. So the question is, does it lose its status of mechatas? Does it lose that shame, as Rashi says? Uh, that's the lotion of Rashi. Does it lose the shame of mechatas when it's being drunk? Now it's just water. So what the Gemara is saying here is, Let's say it does lose the shame of mechatas. If he, ha- if Rabbi Yehuda had held like Rabbi Yossi or Shimon, then even if it's not mechatas, it's still tame, because at, when it was mechatas, it was tame, and if it was mechatas and it converted into something else, so 
so fine. You'll concede that it's a different thing. That now it's just regular drinking water or Red Bull or whatever you want to call it. But whatever. But now it still retains the tumma. Why would the tumma fly away just because it's considered something else? It made itself tame. Okay. So the point is, if you held like Rav Shimon, Rav Yosi, Rav Shimon, that this tumma is a tumma that's strong, made a rice a tumma, then there, then you would not allow, you would not hold that the water is is totally not going to contaminate the flesh, which in fact is what Ryuda holds in the mission of Para. So to make a long story short, it makes it sound like Rabbi Yehuda holds that the liquids with respect to Eichlin are only Midarabonin, like Rabbi Meir says so. Okay. The Gemara, however, rejects the comparison to this Mechat. Uh, this as follows. It says, My anami. He says, what is Rabbi Yehuda? We're getting again into the Lambdas. Rabbi Yehuda says that it's that the mechatas become totally right innocuous as far as tumah is concerned in the intestines of the cow. It means He says, first of all, it could be that Rabbi Yehuda concedes that. When Rabbi Yehuda, all he said was So when he said he may have just meant that they're now Asr Midar Banan as opposed to Asr Midar Raisa. That's number one. So at this point, it, he could be agreeing with Rav Yosef Roshim. We can't, in other words, we can't know from the Mishnah and Para uh, whether whether Rabbi Yehuda holds like Rav Yosef Roshim or like Rabbi Meir. Okay. So the Gemara says, however, Mikalat Tanakama Savar Tumachamura Nami Mitamu Ha Besara Tamei Katani. In other words, the Gemara says that that that's not true. You can't still say that Rav Yehuda holds like Rav Yosef Roshim because the Tanakama in Para. Right in the Mishnah and Para says that it's still tumah chamura, and it says that besara is tame. It says that the implication is that the flesh over there is tame. So if the flesh over there is tame, so then the machlokis would be that Behuda holds that the flesh isn't tame. But but and therefore, even if he holds that it became a lighter form of tumah, he would still have to concede. Behuda would still have to concede that it's tame. In other words, the only way the Gemara is saying right now that Rabbi Yehuda would be able to say that he, it's not metame at all, in other words, but Lubime Eha may not, may in and of itself not mean that it's Tame Darabanan or, or not Tame at all. But in contrast with the Tanakama of the Mishnah, but makes it sound like it's not Tame at all. So that would only, that could only be true if before the cow, if you held that liquids in general only have a midurbanon uh, capacity to impart tumma. Like I told Rabbi Gross, Rabbi Gross told me the, the, the sugyas of Haninas Kanakoanim are totally overrated. So I said, Rabbi Gross, you are an authority on every aspect of Torah except for what is overrated. Let the dummies like me explain to you what is and isn't overrated. You just understand everything too readily. But this is actually uh, a very, very interesting lumdus here with respect to looking into, uh, with respect to figuring out regards to the mechatas, whether these liquids are imparting to Midaraisa or not. Okay, so the Gemara then says, no, in the end, Kula Rabbi Yehudahi, the entire Mishnah, the Tanakama, this is amazing, the Tanakama and Rabbi, and, and the Hamshech is all Rabbi Yehuda, the Chasur Mechsar Vehachi Katani. Well, usually we say this with the Braisa, but here we're saying it with regards to Mishnah. The Mishnah itself was not explaining everything straight, and now let's say what the Mishnah is supposed to be saying explicitly as follows. This is how we straighten it all out, as follows. 
If a cow drank the mechatas, the basar is tame. Its flesh becomes tame, the internal intestines and all the flesh that touches it. Wow, that's what the Mishnah should have said. That with regards to, right, to, to, the, to the foods inside the flesh, it's going to be, tum, it's going to be tame, but the tumachamura, it is not uh, going, it, it's not contracting this kind, the intensity of a tumah, Right, the mechatas when they get into the intestines of the para, they still retain the amount of tuma to impart tuma to foods, but they lose aval tuma chamura lo. But they lose the intense capacity of tuma to impart tuma to kalim and to adam, which means shirabi huda oimer batlumimeeha. So it's all within Rabbi Yehuda, and it means one holistic thing. Which is to say that Rabbi Yehuda holds very clearly, if you read the Mishnah in Para very uh, correctly, Rabbi Yehuda holds very clearly that liquids have the power to impart Tumah to Ochlim, but not to Kalim. And so that suggestion ends up being what we think Rabbi Yehuda holds. Or Ravashi Amar, an alternative explanation of that Mishnah, the Olam Badlu Legamre, Mishum Dehavale Mashke Saruach. A totally different, a totally different, uh, uh, direction, which is that the, inside the cow, it becomes completely putrid, right? It's digestive, it's digested juices, and then it becomes entirely unable to bring tumma, which is the lumdus we were saying before. So another way of looking at the Mishnah basically nullifies what we just said. Uh, just like the water's tumah was in fact nullified. And so it becomes two different ways of looking at that Mishnah. It, either way, it's either downgraded um, to the point where it could only be Matama Ochlin and not Kalim, or it's downgraded and nullified from the ability to impart tumah Lagamre. So we still don't fully have a clear understanding of what Rabbi Yehuda said in the Mishnah in Para, but we know that it was all Rabbi Yehuda apparently. And we do, in fact, learn a couple, uh, uh, several things along the way. One of them being that the ability to impart Tumah to, to Kalim is a more severe, that requires a more severe Tumah than the ability to require Tumah to Ochlin, which is something that we are going to be fleshing out, uh, pun intended, a little bit more in this stuff as well. So we're 14 lines down, uh, and we say like this. Going back to the Bryce that we were talking about, the different shitos of the five rabbis with the four opinions. So now we're going to flesh out this idea of why something would be um, able to be metame ochlin, but not be able to be metame kalim. That that would require a more intense level of tumma in the liquid. Let's see. Amma rabba barbarchana, amma reish lakish. Rabbi Yosi, beshitos Rabbi Kiva, rabbo amra. Now, Rabbi Yossi was saying all of this shita, right? Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon, but they're quoting Rabbi Yossi. He's one of the uh, big Talmidim. He's the uh, one of the right uh, Stam Mishnah rabbis, and he learned it from the following pasuk. He really learned it from his Rebbe, who learned it from the following pasuk: Tadarsh Yitma Itame. Okay, so we have two psukim here, um, and the psukim say Vechol Kli Cheres. This is both in their Consecutive psukim in Vayikra Yud Aleph. There's Pasuk Lamed Gimel, Pasuk Lamed Dalad. Kedai to read it because we're going to be quoting it a lot now. So Pasuk Lamed Gimel says, V'chol kli cheres asheri pol mehem el tocho, kol asher besocho, 
yitma ve'otot ishboru. So if you have a klicheres and something falls in it, we're going to see, obviously, it's a sheretz. Um, and then, let's say, water goes into it. We'll discuss what goes on. Itma. It says, sounds like it, it has, it becomes contaminated, but we'll see that that here we're saying itma. We're darshaning that it also means yitame, that it has the ability to also impart tuma, right? In other words, Rabbi Yossi reads the Pasuk like Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva happens to be talking about its ability to be matame other things, but Rabbi Yossi applies it to beverages as well. Right, he applies it to, uh, the, the Pasuk was written with reference to foods that were exposed to Tumah. Um, and then Rabbi Akiva, and, and, and Rabbi Yossi is going to impart it to liquids as well. The following Pasuk, the subsequent Pasuk in Vayikra Yud Aleph Lamed Dalet is, Mikol HaOchel Asher Yachel, Asher Yavolav Maim Yitma, Bechol Mashke Asher Yisteh, Bechol Kli Yitma. The Gemara is going to point out that the word Yitma appears twice. We're going to see what that means. We had already learned this Pasuk. We thought the first part of the Pasuk, on its surface, sounds like it's talking about solids, foods, and then the second part sounds like it's talking about liquids, but we're going to see, um, we already saw before that it was talking about the two different uh, abilities to, of liquids to make a solid, to prime the solids uh, in order to become tame, right, what we call machshir, that the water is machshir, and in fact, I should point out that that is the internal irony Within, within liquids, because we're going to be having a discussion now about whether liquids are more intense in tuma than solids or less intense in tuma than solids. We're going to be using this psukim to talk about the relative ability of water, of liquids and solids to impart tuma to kalim, and it's in fact a contradiction in a certain sense, because we needed psukim here to teach us that water can contaminate other uh, items altogether. And yet, you know that solids themselves can't be imparting any tuma unless they're in fact moistened by one of these uh, liquids. So uh, when I say water, I mean the Zion Mashkim. So the liquids, right, themselves are necessary for solids. They need to be, the solid needs to be moistened by it in order to have any tuma at all. And yet we have a discussion about whether the liquids themselves can impart tuma. And so we're going to sort out the relative strengths, the the tuma potency of solids versus liquids. So here we go. Here is Rabbi Kiva's shita, the Tnan. We have a Mishnah in Soto where Rabbi Kiva expounds his position as follows. Bo Bayom Darish Rabbi Kiva. Anytime we say Bo Bayom, we're referring to Masechus Adius, I think. Uh, anyway, on that very day, um, yeah, the day that, that Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah um, replaced uh, Rabbi Gamliel and the whole base mesh was flooded with Talmidim. Rabbi Kiva was there, and, and Masechus Adius was, was... But anyways, this is not a mission in Adius, it's a mission in, Sut, in Sota, where it quotes something Rabbi Kiva taught in that day as follows. The Pasuk says, As we just read the Pasuk, okay? And it says, any food, right, in the continuation of the Pasuk, it says, everything in it, which is to say, any food that can be eaten is going to become Tameh. Eina Omer, says Rabbi Kiva, Tameh ela yitma. Right? In other words, it could have used the word Tameh with just tet, mem, aleph, but it has a yud there, yitma. Why does it have the extra yud? Because yitma is to suggest yitame acherim, that that food has the ability to impart tuma to other things. Limedal kikar sheni, right? This is, means that it's talking about the ability to impart tuma. That a loaf, technically what it means literally here is that a second loaf that would be inside whatever klicheres we're talking about 
would be if it fell into there. Sheosei shlishi bechulin, they would be able to generate right, contaminate as it were the third degree chulin. Um, now we happen to not hold like this, right? We don't hold that that chulin are susceptible to third degree tumah. We hold that chulin are only susceptible to second degree tumah, and then. The more kaddish something is, the higher degree of separation you're going to be susceptible to. So chulin is susceptible to second degree, shruma is susceptible to third degree, and kachim are susceptible to fourth degree, and nothing can get coronavirus or tumah if it's from a fifth uh, degree of separation. But Rabbi Kiva learned in that pasuk that even chulin can get a third degree of separation. So now... The Gemara is going to explain how Rabbi Yossi is going, to, is going to extend this to liquids as follows. So how did Rabbi Yossi take this drusha in Masechah's Sota that Rabbi Kiva had with solids and expound it to liquids as follows? Right, because it says in the Pasuk, in the continuation, that any liquid that can be drunk, right, should become tame. So again, that when it says with the extra yud, it means that it could also impart tumah. That beverages, again, have the capacity to contaminate ochlin. And so that's where Rashi over here says the second wide line. That it's saying that if this liquid was in fact inside the cup, so to speak, or in the klicheres, it would have the ability to contaminate the ochlin. And therefore, we have a pasuk teaching you that liquids can be metame ochlin. So, says uh, 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 the Gemara, a potential counter-argument. It says, Ata omer tumas ochlin, tumas mashkin. You say that it means that the, bev- that the liquid can contaminate ochlin, right? Solid foods. But maybe it doesn't mean that. Maybe it means that it could only be metame other liquids. How do you know that it means it can be metame other solid foods? So, no, no, no. The, the, the Gemara answers, that can't be. Why? Amrat lokachi. You have to say that that can't be what it meant. Why? My lokachaya. Why? How do you know that? Amar of Papa. A principle, a new thing that we had not learned until now, which is lo matzinu tuma she'oise kiyotseva. I called a lot of Dafyomi teachers about this, and for some reason they didn't have an answer. The answer must be simple, but what Rav Papa is saying is that we don't ever find edible items that are metame items of their own kind, which technically means we don't find foods contaminating, we don't find solid foods contaminating solid foods, and we don't find liquids contaminating liquids. The only way the tumma is transferred is when a liquid is contaminating a solid or vice versa, a solid is contaminating a liquid. But, but these solid and liquid states never contaminate um, a item in its own state. That's what it means. It says, So I freaked out. We just learned in the last couple of days, the Pasuk in Chagai, where the oil is contaminating the, the, the wine. And you have a solid, right? The bread contaminated the stew, contaminated the oil, contaminated the wine. So we had a solid contaminating a solid, and then a liquid contaminating a liquid, and nobody had an answer. They said, good question. They said, what do you mean good question? This is the most basic question. So I, I must be missing something. But for the purposes of our discussion, right, maybe it's a Durabanan thing, because we did say over there, and ultimately that Haggai was testing them on Dine Durabanan. So me Durabanan, okay, maybe, maybe that works. We're now talking about Midaraisa. So that's the best I can think of right now. But here we're talking about Daraisa. 
Okay, so again, now we're going to show psukim and kalvachomers to show that based on the fact that we know that liquids are not metame liquids and solids are not metame solids, as follows. Here, here's a proof. For vina amar, migufer dekra namilo matzis amrit. From the Pasuk, it says, you could also say, it's also clear that you can't say, Yitma Latame Tumas Mashkin. It's also clear, not only from the principle of Papa, that Lomatsinu Tumasha Oisaka that liquids aren't Matame liquids, but also from the Pasuk itself, you could tell that what it's being Matame is not a liquid. Why? Because, because the Isal Kadaitach Yitma the Seifa Latame Tumas Mashkin, because if you think that the Yitma here, the Seifa is referring to the, la, the second half of the Pasuk, if you think that the the word yitma in the second half of the pasuk is teaching you that you can be matame that a liquid can be matame a liquid, then yitma duration namilatamatumas mashkin. Then you would have to say that the first half of the pasuk, the first clause in the pasuk, would also be with reference to tumas mashkin. And in other words, we know right, and therefore niarvinu v'nichsavinu, right? Uh, we would take the pasuk and we would simply write it in one sentence that says the word yitma once, right? The Pasuk would read as follows, says the Gemara. It would read, Right? If all both, if both clauses in the Pasuk were referring to imparting, right, tuma uh, to liquids, well, we know the first part is talking about that. So if the second part was also talking about that, then it wouldn't be broken up, as I mentioned earlier, when in in Vayikrayud Aleph Lamedalit, it wouldn't just say Mikol Achal Asher Yachel Asher Yavolav Maim Itma Mikol Amashke Asher Yishtei Mikol Kli Itma. It would just read it straight without the Itma punctuating it twice, once in the middle and once in the end. In other words, again, the first clause in that pasuk is clearly saying that Ochel is Metame liquids. So if the second part was also talking about being Metame liquids. The second part, which is clearly talking about liquids. If it was also talking about being metama liquids, we would not have the word yitma appearing twice. Rather, it would only appear once. Says the Gemara, Trey yitma lamali. Why does the Pasuk written in such a way where the word yitma is appearing twice? Ela yitma deresha latamitumas mashkin must be that the first half of the Pasuk is talking about solid foods being metame tumas mashkin, right, liquids, and yitma deseifa latame tumas ochlin. And the second part of the Pasuk is teaching you that liquids are being able to be metame solids. And so we have a biblical, right, source for the concept of a papa that liquids are only metame solids and solids are only metame liquids. Fine. So that's with respect to solid and liquid foods. Now let's see what the deal is with Kalim. Says the Gemara, Maybe you could say that the second Yitma isn't teaching you the ability to contaminate right liquids, but it's talking about the ability to contaminate solids. So here we go with the Kalvachomer. It says, no, Belav Kalvachomer, who? Can't we just know that it can't be talking about Kalim from a Kalvachomer as follows? Umakli, this is going to be a Kalvachomer that you could probably tear apart, but. Right? So just like a kli can't be metame, um, right? A kli is, is metame and mashke, right? Let's say you have a tame cup. So the mashke inside of it, right, becomes tame. Okay, so we know that a kli is metame and mashke. And we know that a mashke can't be metame and mashke. So if a kli is potent enough to be metame and mashke, 
and a mashke isn't potent enough to be makavel mashke. So how could a mashke be potent enough to be metameh kli? That's the kavachomer, right? It should, therefore, it shouldn't be makavel kli. Andrew is nonplussed. He says, what kind of kavachomer is this? So again, let's read it inside. Right? Just like a kli that can be metame and mashke, right? Ain metame kli. It can't be metame another, um, and the mashke, right, can't be metame another kli. Mashkin habayin machmas kli. Therefore, liquids that become tame, right, because they're in the kli, ain't no din shaloi isn't it obvious that they can't be matame the kli? So this is what we said before, right? A mashke can't be matame mashke. A kli can be matame mashke. Therefore, kli is clearly is clearly a stronger tuma. And if a mashke can't be matame what a kli can, so then clearly a mashke can't be matame a kli. It shouldn't really have to work that way, but that's that's how they're setting it up. The kavachomer, but the gemara says ve'ema. But I can still say kilo matamo. When do you say that the mashke can't be mektame the kli? Mashkin abayin machmas kli. That's about mashkin that get their tuma via a, by association. What do I mean? The kli, right, it's a weaker kind of tuma. When you have a sheretz that fell into, let's say, a kli at some point and contaminated that kli, and then you poured a tall glass of Red Bull, in that kli, so then you're really getting the tuma by association, right? You're getting it from the sheretz, but indirectly. You're not getting it, right? You're not mainlining this tuma in, right into the mashke. Says the Gemara, right? What if you had the actual bug in your, in your mashke? So, maybe that version of a contaminated liquid would in fact be metamically. Maybe it'd be stronger. So the Gemara says, no, mashkin abayim machmas sheres miksivi. We, do we ever even hear in the Torah in any of these psukim or any of these actually alluding to liquids that, uh, that the sheretz fell into? So the answer is no. So as we turn to Yudchesim and Beis, he says, v'lav mikavachomer kasi. Rather, don't you think it just comes from a kavachomer? Here we go, another kavachomer that's going to make Andrew shake his head. Uma mashkin abayim machmas kli metamin. Even if a kli, let's say a, a liquid, right, becomes tame because it was contaminated by the kli, right, that had been contaminated by the sheretz, and that mashke could contaminate other things, mashkin habayim machmas sheretz lakol then certainly you would think that, that liquids that come, that become contaminated directly by touching a sheretz, that it's certainly they should be metame other things. You think that that, that kalvachomer should work. However, in that context, we apply the following kalvachomer principle, the famous kalvachomer principle, which we've already seen in the past. Dayo lavominadin lios kenidon. The famous kalvachomer principle that when you derive a kalvachomer, right, this is, this becomes a little bit, uh, more complicated than it even looks. Rashi, um, Rashi uh, uh, get, gets into it over here. We are going to apply, but just know that Dio, in this particular case, for our purposes, we're talking about that once you learn, right, from the source case in this case, which is liquids that are contaminated by kalim that are contaminated by sheretz, once you learn that halacha, that they can only contaminate foods but not kalim, so then even in the kalvachomer, you can't just assume that it's going to also contaminate kalim. That just because, right, so again, just because a kli 
that becomes contaminated by, I'm sorry, just because a liquid that becomes contaminated by a kli that was contaminated by sheretz can be metame, ochlin, but not kalim, you cannot then say, oh, well, if the liquid was contaminated by the sheretz directly, it would be able to be metame kalim because that is a violation of the principle of dayo, right? Because the, the way dayo works is, even though it is true, even suppose you would be able to concede that a kli, that even if you'd be able to concede that liquids that become tame by a sheretz directly are a stronger level of tuma than liquids that become contaminated by a kli that was contaminated by a sheretz, that you, you would not be able to extrapolate from that 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 liquid would be able to be matame kalim in addition to solid foods because simply you cannot extrapolate that way. That's not how kalva homers work. You don't say that just because one type of tuma of liquids is stronger, presumably, than the other, that it all of a sudden brings it into a different category, which could be metame kalim as well. That's not how a kavachoma works. We have the principle of dayo that says that we can't learn and extrapolate um, A, right? A being greater than B doesn't mean that A has a, a more, a greater capacity in a different context. Um, I guess the easiest way to just explain it before we move on is, right, we don't make assumptions, right, that, that just because A is greater than B, that all of a sudden, where B was unable to contaminate Kalim, that A must be able to contaminate Kalim. Unless we have some real proof, we're going to assume that A is greater than B, but it still doesn't have any greater power, halachically, with respect to being able to contaminate Kalim. Okay? So I repeated myself there a little bit, but it's just to show how the principle of Dayo would apply to this, uh, to this aspect, to this halacha of the liquids being matame kalim. Okay. So, all right. Four lines down, we explain what yitma means, right? Which is, Riyasi holds that, that liquids can only contaminate foods. Midar raisa. So now, let's talk about the first yitma, where we talked about the foods can contaminate other things. Does that other things mean foods also? Well, we know that that Papa would say no. So let's see if the Psu can bear that out as well. Says the Gemara, Yitma deresha hechi darsh. How is Rabbi Kiva darshaning this first Yitma in the Pasuk? It says, Mikola ocha asher yachel asher yavolav ma'im itma. That's what the Pasuk says. So, Yitame. So, as we already said, Rabbi Kiva holds that it's being able to be metame. Metame what? Metame is a mashkin. So, as we said, that solids metame liquids, liquids are metame solid. Gemara just wants to analyze this a little bit further, to flesh it out, pun intended. Ata oimer latame is a mashkin. Well, maybe, again, we're trying to be matame, not only mashkim, but we're trying to figure out uh, how does this fit in with the, the four different shitas of whether a liquid is potent enough to be matame kli. Can we determine this or not from here? Can a liquid be matame kli? Could that be the illusion in the Pasuk? The Gemara says, Amrit kalva chomer. Uh-oh. Similar, almost the same kind of kalva chomer. Ma mashke shemetame oichel we know that liquid can be metame solid, but we already said that liquid can't be metame kli. So, ochel she'ein metame ochel. So therefore, again, food that can't be, now Andrew is shaking his head because food can't be metame food because they're both food. It's not because it's a lower level of tumah. Be that as it may, for purposes of the kavachomer, we're assuming that food is less potent than liquids because liquids can be metame ochel and ochel can't be metame ochel. Shouldn't it be a kavachomer that it also wouldn't be able to metame a kli. Ha mani mekayim yitma. 
So how will I re- re- uh, understand the word gitma? Rather, it must mean not to be metamic kli, but rather latame samashkin, that it means that the foods, it's referring to the food's ability to contaminate, not a kli, but to contaminate a, bre- a beverage. So we're talking about, again, just turning it back from food to liquid. So now we have sources that liquids are metame solids, solids are metame liquids, and neither of them can be metame kli. So the Gemara asks, my ear mashkin mishum da alulin lekabal tuma. Wow. How can we prove that the Pasuk, that, that the Pasuk is referring to food contaminating liquids um, on the basis right, uh, that, that the foods are, the mashkin are more prone to be makabal tuma? We should say, we should derive it from the fact, right, that the food, by process of elimination, uh, what else can a food possibly contaminate? We don't need to do this uh, based on a comparison to liquids because we just proved that food can't contaminate kalim, right? And we already know, as we, as we will see soon, as we've seen from a pup already, but we're going to prove in the psukim themselves that foods can't be matame other foods. So if, by process of elimination, if the food can't be matame kalim and it can't be matame foods, so then, the only thing left is that it's metame liquids, and that could be how you learn it. Okay. In other words, you don't need to do it by kalvachomer, you could also do it by process of elimination. But either way, this is just talking about different ways of learning the limudim in order to learn out the that foods are metame liquids. So the Gemara says, this is, this, is the, this is how we meant to say the kalvachomer. Right? Let's take food. So we know the food is metame mashkin. Okay, nitmaya lekli. If you say that the food should therefore be able to contaminate a kli, even though a liquid can't, we would we would answer who chumer demashkinu. No, we also have a chumer with mashkin. Don't say, and this is what we were referring to earlier in our sort of sem, uh, mini intro. That don't say right. It's the internal irony of of liquids. That in certain sense, liquids need extra limudim to teach you that they're mitame. But don't say that they're weaker, uh, less potent form of tuma than solids, right? Because we do have a certain potency of mashkin. How so? Says the Gemara, Mishim de mashkin alulin lakabal tuma. Because beverages, right, liquids are in fact in a certain way more prone to acquiring tuma. How so? Umahi alila san, right? What is this susceptibility, we'll call it? There it is, the irony of liquids, as we said before, that whereas food needs to be moistened by one of the Zion Mashkim in order to be Makabal Tumma, liquids themselves can get the Tumma directly. They don't need anything else to help them. So in a certain sense, liquids are a more potent Tumma vehicle. Okay. And therefore, you can't draw a Kabbalah one for the other. Yes? Can you say that last part again? Yeah. Whereas food, we already said earlier, a food, a, a dry food can't be makabal tumah. It needs to have what's called hechsher, right? It needs to be primed. How so? By being moistened by one of the Zion mashkin, by being moistened by a liquid, right? As, as opposed to a liquid that can become tumah without having to be moistened by a liquid which is already moist, okay? So, but the point is that the Gemara sees value in that. They see in that and, and, and you can see why they would see that, right? That it sounds like when you hear such a thing, when you know this halacha, it sounds like liquids are like um, a better super spreader, so to speak, of tumah than, than, than dry solids. Because solids need the liquid in order to be makabal tumah altogether.
Okay? So the point the Gemara is trying to make is that you can't draw Kavachomer and assume that, uh, that solids are more potent, right, contaminator of Tumah than liquids because they need liquids to, to impart Tumah. Whereas liquids don't need solids, right? They can impart Tumah on their own. I hope that was somewhat clear. So let's keep going with this Pasuk, 17 lines down here, Yitma. The Pasuk actually says Yitma. Right, what does Yitma mean? The Ein Oseki Yotzeba. So that's where Rapapa, right, we get Rapapa that says that the liquid or the solid is only going to bring Tumma to that which is uh, like it's, to, right, that, that it can only make something that's tame, right, um, not like itself, it can only make a tummy. In other words, a food is not going to contaminate a food. A liquid won't contaminate a liquid. They have to only contaminate each other. So Gemara asked me, Hacha nafka? Where? That's where you learn it from? Mehasam nafka. Maybe you can learn it from a different pasuk. What's the other pasuk? Vichiyutan ma'im al zera v'nafom and even asam alav tamehu. That if water was put on a zera, right, on a seed, and then the sheretz, nafom and even is like a dead sheretz, falls on it, then it's tummy. Says the Gemara, who that the seed itself is going to become tummy, but it can't make a tummy object like itself, which is to say, it can't contaminate another food. So anyway, it's a limud. In the limud, in the pasuk that teaches you this concept of solids don't contaminate solids, liquids don't contaminate liquids, but they do contaminate each other. The Gemara there answers chad b'mashkin and machmas sheretz. Well, one pasuk talks about mashkin that becomes tummy by a sheretz. As we said before, right, the, the, there's, we're still trying to figure out, are we going to have a halachic nafkamine over here? Where, whether the liquids, let's say you have a, uh, you pour a liquid into a cup. So, if the cup had previously been contaminated by a sheretz and you pour the liquid in it, so that's already a tumma that the liquid gets from the cup by association, a previous association with the sheretz. What if you have the liquid in the cup and let's say the sheritz falls right into it and that, that's already mainlining the tumah of the sheritz. Is that going to have a different higher level of tumah? Is that going to have a lacha nafkamina? So here we're saying that one pasuk is teaching you habayin machmas sheritz that the tumah comes with direct contact with the sheritz. And the other one's talking about where the contact with the sheritz was more indirect. It's in contact with the kli that had been in contact with the sheritz. Utsrichi. But you need both psukim. Why? Because if you only had a pasuk, let's say you only had a pasuk and you knew, right, that liquids that become tame by going into the kli cheres, that had a sheretz before, if that's Tameh, so certainly if a sheretz falls straight into it, it would be Tameh. So we say, Mishum Delo Chamir. We say, well, that's only, that only makes liquids Tameh because they're not, because liquids are not like carriers of a very Chamar Tumah. Right? In a, right? Because it's a Shani. It's a Shani Latumah. Ava Bimashkin Habayin Machmas Sheretz. The Chamiri, but maybe you would think there that only liquids become tame when they touch the sheretz itself. So ema oisetuma So you might say that maybe that kind of that kind of liquid, when it becomes tame by sheretz itself, maybe you'd say that that could be metame other liquids. That's why the Torah needed both psukim to teach you that even a liquid that's contaminated by a sheretz directly can't contaminate other liquids. That's why you need both psukim. To teach you that in any event, no matter how the liquid becomes tame, whether it's indirectly through the kli or from the sheretz directly, it can't be matame other liquids. Wow. 
But the Torah should therefore should have just had the one pasuk where the liquid becomes contaminated by the sharetz directly, and it would have taught you that it can't contaminate other liquids, and then you would know, certainly if it has a second degree tuma, that it gets the contamination not from the sharetz, but from the kli, that it also can't be matame other mashkin. And then we would say, as the Gemara says, v'cholshikein mashkin abayin machmas kli. You would have learned that second aspect of when it gets a second degree tuma from the kli, by, perforce by a kalvachomer. Says the Gemara, that, that could be true. However, here a different principle. Milsa de Asya be kalvachomer, tarach vechasav lakra. It's true, you could have learned it from a kalvachomer, enachinami. But the Puzzle said it anyway. Can you believe that? In other words, we spend so much time here, right, trying to say, oh, the Pasuk said both of them because you needed, right, Tzricha. How many times do you say Tzricha? You needed both to teach you it's like this, and when it's like this, you needed to teach you it's like that. Here the Gemara is simply saying, no, you really didn't need both Pesukim. Once you learned that once it's Tami from a Sheretz directly, it's not Metami Adamashkim, you didn't need to know, it's obvious from a Kalvachomer, that if it's metame via a kli by association, a second degree tumah, that it's not metame other mashkin. But the Pasuk said it anyway. We had both psukim. Sometimes the Torah will, in fact, even though you could have derived from a kavachomer, the Torah will emphasize it by actually spelling it out twice with the psukim. Amazing. Let's see how many term we have left. We have about two minutes. Twelve lines up from the bottom of Yechesim Beis. Amalei Ravina Larvashi. Okay, we clarified Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Yossi. Now, let's see, what do we say before we said that Rabbi Yossi held like Rabbi Akiva or didn't hold like Rabbi Akiva? Ravina said to Ravashi, Ravashi, Rava, Rava said, Lo Rabbi Yossi suffer Rabbi Akiva, Lo Rabbi Akiva suffer Rabbi Yossi. According to Rava, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Akiva did not agree with each other. In other words, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Akiva really said, he expanded the Pasuk by solids. Rabbi Yossi extended it to liquids. So Ravashi says, Amar lei, Rabbi Yossi, Beshitas Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Amra. Velei, Lo Svirulei. So, Rava had a source, okay, that, that Rabbi Yossi and Rikiva actually, even though one was Talmud of the other, they had different shitas with regards to that. So Ravashi is explaining that that's true. That source is actually a correct, reliable source, but it happens to be when we're talking about Rabbi Yossi, um, he's actually teaching, like, the teachings of his Rebbe, Rebbe Akiva, but he himself in his personal life held a little bit differently over here. Let's see, 623, eight lines up from the bottom on Yechesim Rebbe's. We'll do a little bit more. And then we will continue tomorrow. Amalei Rav Ashi Lev Kahana, this issue of Rabbi Akiva here. Bishlema Rabbi Yossi lo sover like Rabbi Akiva. I can understand that Rabbi Yossi doesn't hold like Rabbi Akiva the Tanya because we have a brisa. Amar Rabbi Yossi minayin leviva kodesh upasul. Where do we know that you can have, as we know is the case, that a fourth degree tumah can be metame right kachim v'dinhu. It's a kal v'chomer. Ma mechusar kipurim shemuter betruma pasul bekodesh. We'll discuss what the concept of mechusar kipurim and then we'll stop. We know that when you have a Zav, Zava, Mitzorah, Yoledes, all these bodily irregularities, you have to go to the Mikvah. Then after you go to the Mikvah, you have to wait for Shkia, right? And at that point, you're called a Tvul Yom. And once you're a Tvul Yom, you can eat Truma, but you cannot yet eat Kachim until the next day when you bring a Korban, right? Those four types of Tuma have to bring uh, Korban. And at that point, until they bring a Korban, they're called a Mechusar Kippurim. So a mechusar kipurim can eat truma, but he cannot eat kachim. Once he brings a korban, he can eat kachim. So we'll pick up tomorrow with Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Yossi and how they deal with the fourth level of tuma with respect to kachim, how kaddish does have to be to be susceptible to a fourth degree tuma. We're a few lines up from the bottom of Yitzchak's base. Thank you very much.